Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. And I'm, I'm Susan. Yeah, that's that's that was good. Um, <laughs> uh, do, do you want to try our saying things together again? Sure. What do we say together? Um, and it's Human Tech. Okay, ready? Right. And, and it's, it's Human Tech. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty bad. I liked it. <laughs> Well, we got to get the cadence down. You didn't, because oh. you, 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 you did a little more of a sing-songy thing. Oh, I wasn't was, sure what we were supposed to be doing. Um, today's topic is chatbots. Chatbots. Uh, and I don't know how far wide you want to do it. Uh, I bring it up because recently our own company put a chatbot on our website. But it's like not entirely an AI chatbot. It mostly just set sh- it. It looks like a chatbot, um, but it's like with a real person. Where when you first type, <laughs> well, when you first type in, it's like like the little my face pops up and it's like, hey, ask ask me a question, or whatever. But I, I don't actually write that. But then if they t- if a question is entered, then I actually respond. Yeah, I don't know if that's really a chatbot. I don't know if that's really a chatbot either. I don't think it is. What would you call it? A, a chat box. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's a way to chat with us. But the first, but the first initial conversation yeah. is not with but me. That's that's, that's, that's pretty. That's pretty borderline there. Well, yeah. then I guess we need to start by defining what we mean by chatbot. Sure. So what do you mean by chatbot? I don't know. <laughs> it's your podcast. Oh no, it's your podcast. Your, your it was, was my idea me. to do to do chatbots. So I, I mean, the way I think of a chatbot is, um, it's a it is a you know chat box. It's a place where people can they come to a website or a mobile app, and they you know something does pop up, or there's something on the screen with a little bubble, and you can click on it, and then you can type in a question that you have but in the case you know the difference between um a regular chat box and a chat bot would be that in the case of the box you you actually are talking to a real person you know who says hi i'm april how can i help you versus a chat bot says hi i'm april how can i help you but it's not a real person it's a it's all machine driven and you say you know i'm looking for a button-down shirt in blue, and it writes back and says, oh, we have several of those, and so on and so on, but that there's no human behind it. So that's the way I would define a chatbot. Do you agree or disagree? Sure. <laughs> I can agree with that. I mean, that'd be, that's fine. Yeah, okay. that's, I, think that's, I right. think that's totally reasonable. So, um, you know, I think that we, we recently had a client ask us, you know, what, what's best practice around chatbots, right? Which got us thinking about chatbots. So um, let's, I mean, I have questions for you, Guthrie. So do you, one yeah. question I have for you is when you are at a website and there's a chatbot or sometimes even it pops, pops up or a box pops up and says, how can I help you? Do you assume that's a human or do you assume it's a chatbot or you don't know. The initial conversation is never human. Okay. That's my assumption. All right. But then what about after that? So after it, um, actually, our our chat box actually does an interesting thing 
which yeah. is when I f- respond to a message. Yeah. It actually says, um, uh, Guthrie Weinshank has joined the conversation and then the timestamp. So it actually does show when a human has joined. So okay. even though the initial thing says, hi there, I'm just here to help. Let me know if you have any questions. And then someone like responds to it. Yeah. Like that when I actually type back, it says like that I've joined the conversation. So do you, yeah. So what do you think about that? Is that a good idea? Yes. From a, from a human, you know, human user experience point of view. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I mean, like, it's the easiest way to get in touch with someone, but at the same time, like, it would be weird, I don't know, to some extent, you Hmm. used to, you know, people don't really have secretaries in the same way anymore. Yeah. But well, some people still have, like, they're still secretaries, they're still executive assistants, admins. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. But they generally do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah, there was, you know, if you wanted to schedule a meeting with someone or you yeah. had a question about a product yeah, and you were of a certain status, which didn't need to be super high, by the way, yeah, um, a secretary would get those answers for you. Secretary would arrange the meeting time and call the other secretary and are you talking? Are you are you talking about this from personal experience or from watching like Mad Men or something? Mad Men. <laughs> okay, but what what I'm saying, what I'm asking you is, when you come to a website and there is well, hold a, on, hold, hold well, th- this is the, I guess this this is my point. Oh, what? so so the initial like logistics of I'm here to help. I'm here to ask questions. Like like just reach out if you need anything. You know. In previous generations, there had been a default to, like, we're going to let other people handle that. And then, you know, just, like, like it's, like, the door is open. But, like, I, because if, I don't know, it feels a little bit like if I personally messaged every single person who went on the website, it would feel a little, it's a little pushy. It's a little car salesman-y. Mm. It, like, it feels obtrusive, mm. like someone's watching you. And to a certain extent, having, um, you know, if, if instead of the bot or just the program, it's not even a bot, but just the program that would s- sends the introductory mes- message, mm-hmm. if it was instead, um, a, you know, a secretary, an admin, to be like, hey, it's Guthrie's secretary, uh, let me, you know, if you have any questions, let me know and I'll, we'll, I'll put you two in touch, right? That's essentially the role of what the software is doing. Yeah. And, and like, for some, somehow... And it's probably just cultural, but to me, it feels like that does blunt the obtrusiveness of of asking if someone needs help, of like disturbing now, their it, flow. It used to be very common. Well, no, not very common. Fairly common that that it would be intrusive. Like you would show up at the website, and then a message would pop up, like in the middle of your screen. <laughs> right? Do you remember that face? Yes, I do. But was that really? Was that a real person though? Mm, I don't think that's a real. I don't think so. I was just trying to pull an analogy from, you know, maybe a a previous time to see if maybe there's something about. Yeah. Yeah. So. So all right, let's uh, let's ask. I'm going to ask you some more questions. Mm -hmm. 
So assume, let's assume the situation where uh, it, it is more automated than, than the one we have at our website, which I want to mention, by the way, um, now that we're talking about this, just to, uh, just to bother you, Guthrie, I'm going to suggest that everyone listening go to the website and, <laughs> and contact Guthrie. On the chat bot. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm. Uh, j- just hello just there. Fun. I'm happy to help. Just yeah. let me know if you have any questions. <laughs> I mean, but we really we we've gotten a couple. I mean, we've had it up for what a week, and we've gotten a couple people actually typing in questions, which kind of amazes me. But um, uh, so question for you. Let's say you had a more automated chatbot where where the conversation is not with a human. It doesn't say Guthrie yeah. is joined. It's you know. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just it's a true AI Silicon Valley startup. Yeah. yeah. Bot, so which I've been think, really impressed with, by the does way. Does it have to does it have to uh how important is it, do you think, for the bot to make sure that people know it's a bot and not a human? I mean, is maybe, that, I mean, should maybe the bots... like a seven and a half out of 10? Okay. Like, like I could, you know, I could be convinced that it's not important, but I think it's probably more likely not that it is important. Yeah. And, and how, you know, do you think most people know that something is a bot when it is a bot? It's hard for me to say most people. I would say most kind of younger, frequent internet you know, sa- sa- technology savvy uh, individuals probably do, but you know, I, you know, I, I, there are there are people who don't know what the Google is. I, you know, I so can't, can't set up a Wi-Fi router. All right, you know? so that's that's the majority of people. So, so I don't want to assume. In your opinion, what are the important uh, human tech slash user experience? principles around having a chatbot i think um the chatbot i you know people i think are becoming much much more comfortable talking to non-humans mm-hmm. i mean people have been talking to pets and babies for forever and they can't talk back it doesn't seem to stop anyone but but pets and babies react you know mm-hmm. right like if you go oh who's such a good boy and the dog uh, you know wags the tail and stuff right like like there is a reaction to the in that's what makes it an interaction even though they're not really speaking mm-hmm. and but the interaction is you know it's fun and it's consistent and like you know think of like some sort of um you know yeah i mean you can think of like a dog you know it can be very fun to interact with a dog, even though the dog actually doesn't say anything. But right. the dog definitely has a personality. Right. So I think what's important is for the chatbot to have consistency in its personality, because that will allow it to be cu- to, to feel authentic. Yes. And, you know, um, I don't know if you know this, but there's actually uh, research on this. I did not know that. Oh, really? Well, yeah. maybe I knew that. Let's but. see. I can even cite. I can even cite the research study. Wait a minute. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, this is a study in, in 2018 
by oh my goodness it's a it's a Norwegian name Tuva Lunda Smestad S M E S T A D it's a paper called Personality Matters Improving the User Experience of Chatbot Interfaces <clears throat> and um I'm sorry, improving the user experience of chatbot interfaces, interface personality provides a stable pattern to guide the design and behavior of conversational agents. It's a mm. mouthful. But one of the things that this person said in the paper that I read um, was that the uh, consistency of personality, of tone, yeah. uh, was really important for people to decide that they trusted and yeah. liked interacting with the chatbot. So there you go. Yeah, you you want. I mean, it does it does kind of make sense. You're you're dealing with. I don't know a whole lot about what this is or what it does. And there's obviously wide variation in different bots. Um, and so to be to have that sort of Amazon level consistency, where you know exactly what you're going to expect, and there's not unpleasant surprises. And um, I mean, it definitely happens with chatbots all the time, where they start out like, "Hey, I'm." I'm like, you know, gibberish. I'm your, I'm your chat assistant. How can I help? I'm super funny, cracking jokes. And then and then all of a sudden it's like um enter a credit card number. Yeah. Credit uh, card credit card SKU item number 5264 no longer available. Right? Yeah, right, right. And so so once it actually has to do the actual thing you're trying, it's a very different you're not you're no longer the thing has no longer become a chat bot with a personality. Yeah. It's now just a tool. Well, you know, this is this reminds me of the book. Oh my goodness. I am gonna need to figure out the name of this book. Cause I used to talk about it um in some of our keynotes and I haven't in a while. I'm looking at my bookshelf here and I don't know what happened to that book. Designing voice interfaces? No, not that. By one Susan Weinshank? No, not that one. Um, no, this is, um, oh, this is going to bother me. I'm going to have to try and find it. Uh, it was written in like 1999. Uh, and, um, shoot. At some point, I may have you talk about something while I go try and look it up. But it 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 was a book about the fact that people have come, and this was 1999, have come to expect uh, machines and technology to uh, communicate according to the same rules as human to human communication. But and there's no and why shouldn't they? Well, they they should, but I think that that we forget this even you know 1999 no, it was no 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 one forgets it's just that it's oh, hard to no do no one forgets it's hard to do it no they forget that it's important and it's not that hard to do but it does mean it's it seems like i think a lot of times it seems like it's not worth the effort like mm. you've got so you have error messages right i mean you yeah. know and you still have error messages that say you know incomprehensible things or it's they're not set they're not stated in a or not just error messages any kind of messaging it's not stated in a way that that people would really talk and um and it, these are these are sometimes 
small nuances that are very, very important. So if you think about it, right, I mean, why would you have a chatbot that starts off real super friendly and then and then later on is just very, very not that friendly? It would be as if you and I were talking and, you know, I said, um, Guthrie, how you doing? You know, how was your weekend? What's up? And you talk back and then all of a sudden you say to me, you know, enter credit card number. You know, I mean, it'd be like, I'd go, what? Guthrie, what? So, and and yet, and yet, the people who are designing and programming uh, chatbots or voice interfaces don't always realize that it's still that important. And it's because, you know, humans very quickly anthropomorphize. You know, anything becomes a sentient being that we can communicate with, whether that's like you mentioned, a pet, right? Or whether it's, uh, um, you know, okay, Google, whether it's Siri, whether it's Alexa, whether it's a chatbot. We know it's a machine. We know it's not a human, but we very easily become you know, have these expectations for, for how it's going to communicate. And I think, um, you know, I think you got to, if you don't want to annoy people or make them feel uncomfortable or make them trust you less, then if you're going to use this technology that is interacting in this way, like a chatbot, you got to, you got to pay attention. That's what I think. All right. I have more questions for you though. Yeah. You ready? I got another yeah. one. Um, if you want people to know that it's, so have we, have we determined, have we, have we settled on the fact that it's important that people know whether or not they're talking with a bot or whether or not they're talking with a human? Oh, no, I I think, I think, I think it is useful to make sure, I mean, I think, I think what you don't want is you don't want bad, unexpected surprises, mm-hmm. you know? And I, think, and I think if you're talking to a bot and the, and the bot does something stupid, if you know it's a bot, you're like, okay, it's, you know, right? Like, okay, it's a bot. Like, that's why it's being dumb. Or um, you're not like, oh, what? This isn't a human? Like, it's just like, you know. Yeah, you don't want that unexpected. Negative whatever. Yeah. Um, so. So do you think it's, do you think you should. Uh, you should, so, you know, should you say something like, uh, chat with our helper bot? Yeah, that's, that's what I like. Um, so that, like, like, why not lean into what it is? The area on the screen where it is identified. Call it like fluffles and have the avatar be like a cute little space kitten or something. All right. Well, let's talk about name. Let's talk about a name. Does it have to be called a name? Could could can it just be called Chatbot Helper or should well, it be called Google, Fluffles? Google does it, but Google had it. You got to give it a personality, and and in order to give it a personality, you got to give it a name. Yes, but everything has a name. Oh, well, it could just be called Chatbot Helper. Uh, uh sorry. Okay, a spe- It's best to give it a specific name, like Google. Okay. When yeah. you talk to Google, you're like, "Hey, hello, hey Google," you know, and the the little you know, ever phone buzzes and chirps and stuff. But, um, but but you know, while Google is not a specific name, right? So like, 
Alexa or Siri. Yeah. You know, they've Cortana. They've given, like, specific names. Yeah. Google is a name, and it's a specific thing, and it actually has a personality with the little colorful bouncy dots. Um, And, like, there's no no reason why, um, you know, why Amazon couldn't be called, like, Alexa, and then it would just be like, hey... You know that that was the name of the company, right? It like yeah. Google is like a very specific persona. So even though it's not a person, it can be, I think, at least, pretty easily personified. Okay. With a All personality. Right. All right. So, um, did you know that there's research on this too? I figured. So giving it a name. Yeah, I do know this. Makes research. people trust it more. Um, but I think I think when people read that research, I think they get confused that it's that it has to be like Jim, you know. Like it oh, has they to think be like it has hum- to have a human name or a common human name, and I don't. That's the, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, I, I don't think, think it, it has needs to have a, a con- It needs a name. It, the the idea is that people will trust it more if it has a name. Right. It does not have to be a human name. Right. Uh, um, I mean, it can be a human name, but it doesn't have to be. And I know you and I have talked about about um, the whole gender issue because, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of these, uh, when, when they have a voice attached, okay? They, I mean, a chatbot doesn't have a voice attached. Um, when you have a voice attached, there are gender cues, right? That sounds like a woman. That sounds like a man. And a lot of these tend to be women. Um, I think maybe that, we're moving away from that, and they're a little more androgynous. But um, uh, you could, you know, you can na- give it a, a a name that is tends to be a name that women have versus a name that men have. Um, but I know when we were talking about this yeah. before, you have said it would be better to to try and stay away from gender. Yeah, yeah. Um, and why do you say that? Uh when, when you get into gender, there are expectations, either for good or for ill, about the type of personality mm-hmm. that it is supposed to have, um, its role, its function, how the way it helps you. I mean, there are just, and it varies from place to place as well. And, and age person to, to age. person. So like, so like you're, you're, you're just taking all this baggage. Yeah. Um, and and putting it. it on top of it, yeah. so you, so you're better off having a name like well, and then some. I mean, Alexa is kind of a woman's name, maybe kind of, but but super strong. But that's the thing; it's like it's not a very, even though it probably is more common. Alex is a can can definitely be a guy's name, and so it's very close to that. And Alex could be a, a girl's name. It'd and, be yeah, better but, to either have a gender neutral name or a yeah. Or a non-gender name like but fluffles, the, but and but part of it is is that the, um, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but even though technically um, the Alexa voice is female, right? It's kind it, of female. It's it's not super feminine if that if that makes no, sense. No, it sounds maybe like it's a female. It's a little more roboty. Yes, yes. Um, that's true. Yeah, and I and I think that's, um, and I'm sure you can change the voice too as well. But yeah, picking a picking a non-common name or even a um, a nonsense name, 
uh, or, um, you know, I, I, I think that's maybe a, something that can give it a unique personality because yeah. I think that is, you know, if, if you say, hey, my name is Dave, that is my chatbot name. Well, you probably know a Dave or you know famous people who are Daves or someone in a movie who's a Dave. And so your expectations about what Dave's going to be like right. is is like, let's say I'm I'm the chatbot, right? Yeah. And I say it and I, it pops up and it's like, hi, I'm Dave, except the whole personality of this chatbot is like like a very stereotypical like K-pop, um, like like japanese anime character yeah that like, would be right like i'm dave and it's like sunshine and rainbows and selfies and stuff like it wouldn't seem i think for a lot of people that wouldn't seem real that wouldn't seem authentic You're like what like what is this it would be confusing um because when you say dave you know you have these expect certain expectations right. that get jumbled in um and so then the character then doesn't become believable as an authentic being so I, if you yeah. stick with something more generic like yeah. i'm uh you know like i like fluffles the cat is that's that's still my favorite and and, and microsoft did you know did this right they had clippy well, i was going to ask you about clippy okay clippy well let's there was, talk there was, about clippy. clippy were you old the wizard. Are, are you old enough to remember clippy Oh, oh my God! Are you kidding me? I well, yes, when did, I wasn't. Yes, I don't remember yes, when Clippy yes, came yes, out. Yes. All right, so so Clippy was uniformly either loved. hated or made fun of, or loved. It, Clippy was not loved, Guthrie, and Clippy did not last very long. Iconic. No, Clippy actually lasted a really long time. They but turned nobody it off. liked Clippy. They turned it off automatic. But there was the, uh, what everyone forgets is that Clippy and its later iterations stuck around for a long time. There, okay, was, but... the, there was a red bouncy ball. There was an Einstein, a wizard, a robot, a cat, a dog, right. You know Earth. more about Clippy than I do. Well, because Can... it also happened, it, it came with like Windows 2000. Like it didn't stop with 95. So tell me why... Yeah, but really, a lot of people did not. You may have liked Clippy. There were a lot of people that didn't like Clippy and thought Clippy was very annoying. So I would like you to talk about what is different. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What? Hold on. Can I just tell you about the other Clippy version, which was Rover? So here's the thing. It pops up. It says, who's that retriever on my computer? My name is Rover. I come from Redmond, Washington. I like to eat table scraps, and when I'm not here in the home with a capital H, because he's like teaching people Windows, I like to spend time in backyard. I'm just one of a scrumptious gang of personal guides here to help you find your way in the home. Give us all a try if you what want, or you stick with me. About? The choice is yours. What is this? Um. <laughs> typing. Uh, I hear you typing. Click, what click, is click, this? Click, 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 click. Um. Rover. He was the search companion from Windows XP. Oh, well, see, it shows how popular he was. Nobody remembers him. Well, see, here was the problem. I actually remember really liking Clippy and really liking Rover and thinking yeah. it was all really cool. But yeah. they were the problem was they were totally useless in every capacity and just were terribly programmed and never actually helped you in any way. And so, so <laughs> they would just pop up. And just annoy you because they'd be like, hey, I'm Clippy. Hey, <laughs> I'm Clippy. 
I'm, but like, and you're just like, co- but you'd never actually want to use it because there was nothing it could help you with. And so then that's why it became a joke and annoying and people hated it. Because, but if it was actually useful, I think it would have been pretty successful. I think That's the, uh, right. And the other thing about it was that it's, I mean, not only was it not accurate and helpful, so that's something that we now know is very important. Yes. But it also, um, it also just popped up like unbidden. Like and it's not like it was in just in a part of the screen and you knew it was there and if you needed help, you could go there. It would like pop up. And and disrupt you. It would it would interrupt what you were doing. And, and also, the, yeah. you couldn't really communicate with it. That was that was the other thing. It was like, like um, you would think that you know, like like it would give you like options, but you couldn't really interact with it the way you can with a modern chatbot. Yeah, you know. So like with a modern chatbot, the chatbot's like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, hey, I'm looking for some information on, um, you know, some some Patagonia jackets. I don't know where to find it. Right. And it's smart enough to read it and know the context clues. And okay, Right. You know, we're we're doing this thing and that thing. Well, so it's a good thing that we've progressed. By the way, by the way. So Clippy was built on a technology called Microsoft Agent. Yeah. Um, Agent itself was derived from code that was first introduced in Microsoft Bob. Do you remember Microsoft Bob? No. Yeah. Bob Who's was a Microsoft Micro- Bob. Microsoft Bob was a Microsoft software product released in March 11, 1995. Um, and it was to provide a user friendly interface for Windows 3.195 and NT. Um, it was it presented like a house with rooms that people could go in. And it had little speech balloons and stuff. I, I encourage everyone to go research, go look up Microsoft Bob. No, I don't know anything about yeah. this. If you see it, honestly, you'll probably remember it. I remember when I first saw the picture on the site, I was like, oh, right. Um, Bob received the seventh place in PC World's Magazine of the top 25 worst tech products of all time. <laughs> so. Um, that would be a fun talk for us to give, Guthrie. Yeah. The, either the history of the of the chatbot or the the top twenty five worst. So the company created four default characters that developers could choose. Yeah. Okay. Because the agent allowed allowed third party developers to add their own assistance. Okay. Okay. So you had Clippy that came, of course, in Office 90, 90, 97. Yeah. Um, but there was Merlin the wizard. I kind of Ravi the robot. Genie the genie. No. And Petey the parrot. <laughs> yeah, so. there's a, sometimes it's good to forget. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know. Sometimes yeah. it's good to forget. All right, I have another question for you. Should you have a picture of a person? Well, this is this is the whole thing. I think it needs just needs to be very. I that I think some. I mean, of should the you just is, have a chat bubble, or should you have a picture of a person? Oh, or should you, you have? It a, needs to have avatar a, picture, or what should you have? See, I'm okay with. I'm okay with almost anything as long as it has a personality. Like, when you talk to Google, and Google's listening, 
there's like four colored dots that kind of yeah what kind of that's not a personality that's dots but but it is a personality it's like it's like it's like this ethereal abstract color but like that's enough to give it a personality um Mm, i don't know if i'm gonna agree with you on this i but you you should if it like if it was like (laughs) if, if 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 you had like even if it's just like some cool colors. You mean or because like, it's colors and they're kind of they bob up and down, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, think of um, think of like a recent Apple commercial where there's all these colors and paint is being splashed around. Like, you like that has like a personality to it. It's bubbly and and mm. like I don't think it has. I think it can be an abstract concept. So like it like if you're to be a if your avatar concept. was like a rainbow, right? Yeah. I think that could work. Okay. You know, or um, so it needs a it needs a, a some kind of a name. It doesn't have to be human. It needs some kind of a picture or an icon or uh, something that and and the name and the picture and the the uh, conversation all need to fit within this personality idea. It needs to be cohesive personality. And the image has to fit with that. And to the be believable. I mean, you watched, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? Which no one who's listening has listened to because they're all 21. Um, but I Yeah, seen... everyone should watch that movie. So in, in that movie, yeah, there is a artificial intelligence helper named Hal. Hal, yeah. Hal is, it's interesting because it's, yeah, it's male, but it's not like a very common male name. Um, well, HAL stands for, it's an acronym. Yeah. But, but when you think of HAL. Yeah. In your head, what is HAL, the personality? Just the I, picture I think that, of this. I think of, uh. No, no, no. The picture. I can't do that, Dave. No. That, that was, that was really good. <laughs> but I'm not talking about the, the words. I'm not, yeah. like, I'm talking about, right? Like what, what's the, what, the, what's the HAL avatar? It's, a, it's lights. Right, it's what's the red circle? Yeah, it's right. The, it, the, like right. the, the big kind of eye, a pulsing, almost like a pulsing eye. Yeah. 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 Um, right. So, so it's it's the it's the kind of black circle with the red sort of eye in the middle of it. Yeah. And and it's like red and but and so like that's like an abstract thing, but yeah. that's very much hell. Like yeah. you know, if you've seen the movie, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. hell is definitely like a computer that's got a red eye orb. Like causing trouble, right? Um, and so, so it works, you know. And that's why, I mean, Hal has become so famous because it's like very believable as a computer character, yeah. you know, um, who of course becomes murderous. But that it's like, but like that, it just, it just, it fits, um, even though you, it, Hal is not a person. Which is interesting because, like, a lot of, like, times in sci-fi movies, at least back then, it was always, like, an android. So it's, like, it's mm. a human, mm. right? It's C-3PO. A it's humanoid, a, it's, it's an yeah. awkward, nervous-looking human, yeah. right? But it's, like, a robot, right, you know? Right, right. Um, and Hal and, – and R2-D2 has a personality to some extent as well. But yeah. Hal was different because Hal is literally – it's just a software program. Right. You know? And so it is sort of this ethereal thing that's not But it did have a voice. But it did have a voice, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't so 
you know, it's hard for me to say that you have to have a picture of a person and it has or it has to be like a pet or something when Google doesn't have yeah, doesn't a person have anything. and it's the yeah. most popular voice search in the world. Yeah. Um and everyone seems to love it. Um I guess Alexa's kind of female, but there's not really an the Alexa avatar is just um I believe it's just a blue swish, right? Yeah, and you don't see the thing with Alexa. Siri is the little lights in the bottom that jiggle when you talk. I mean, I think Alexa is a little different because if you're talking about, um, you know, if we're talking about chatbots versus Alexa, you know, a chatbot usually has a visual because you're using it on a screen, whereas Alexa is, you know, that's true. Usually all. But Siri, audio. Siri, you know, Siri, uh, when you press the Siri button on a Mac, yeah, yeah, the little kind of uh, Siri, yeah. it pops up yeah. and it says, you know, what can I help you with? And it's colorful. And um, Now, I think part of the reason that Siri has trouble is because um, the personality doesn't match the persona. How so? Well, it's colorful and it's got, you know, it's like Siri, it's kind of fun and it's got these little colorful jiggling things. But then and the then, personality isn't that it's so all. dry. Right. What what can I help you with? Although doesn't Siri tell jokes? Yeah, but, but that that's why they're funny because they're terribly dry. They're like yeah. terrible jokes, yeah. totally flat, no personality. Right, right. Um, I mean, you know, all my friends would be like, "Oh, shut up, Siri! I hate you." Huh. Interesting. You know, so, all right. There's one other thing I want to talk about. I don't think I've answered any of your questions, and I'm really sorry. I think you've answered them. Um, so does the, should the chat bot be very general? Like you can ask it anything and it's there for any purpose or is it better to have it have a distinct purpose for that particular chat bot? Uh, it's a great question. I don't think I have a good answer for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I think it just needs to be like, make it as good as you can. So if that means having, you know, a near, more narrow functionality, go with yeah. that? Yeah. You know, like if you say, hey, tell me a joke. If, 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 if it, you know, if, if it comes back and it's like, hey, I'm sorry, like really all I can do is like help pick what color your, your napkins should be. Yeah. For your party, you know? Yeah. Like, but, but it does so in the way I said, not like error do not understand. Yeah. Like, right? Like, it, as long as it's, like, consistent with it's, like, I know you're trying to do other stuff, but I'm sorry. I really, really, I can only pick napkin colors. Like, yeah. this is what I was designed to do. Yeah. I would t I would take that over, you know, it, like, has, like, a corny joke. And then you say, hey, I need help with shipping. It goes, um, I'm sorry. I don't understand. Yeah. And it's like, and, can, and I, can I, think I get help it, with something? It's like, I I'm think, sorry, that I, is not available. In I'm going to add in. I'm going to add in that if it does have specific functionality, let's use the example of, you know, let's say uh, your Whole Foods and the Whole Foods chatbot can help with recipes, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's what it. It should say that, right? When it comes up, it should say, yes. You know, hi, I'm. I'm Foodie, the Whole Foods chatbot, and uh, I, you know, give. Uh, I'm here to give you help with recipes and ingredients, right? So that you know. I'm Carcass, the Whole Foods chicken. That's really bad. 
That's really too, bad. Too, too dark. They are not. They are not going <laughs> to hire you. <laughs> yeah, but I because I think that helps. I think so. A lot of it has to do with expectations. Basically, mm. you want to help the human have appropriate expectations of what this thing is what and it's capable what of. it's capable of and, and what like, they what should do with it. purposes too. Like yes. I think one of the things that I really don't like and it's kind of giving chatbots a bad name is a lot of chatbots are being used for inbound marketing purposes. And so like the thing pops up it's like what can I help you with? And you're like, "Hey, like I'm just looking for some new shoes in red. Like what can you do?" And it's like, "Please enter your email address." And it's like, oh, so you can spam my email. Oh, I see. Yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah. Like, yeah. So, that's like, that's disingenuous. And then I'm like, so why did you pop up? I feel like I've wasted my time because I, I actually did have a question. I had a question, right. And now, like, I have to put in, like, my email address and my right, phone number right. to, like, talk to someone. And it's just, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so, like, be, I would say, uh, realistic about what your chat bot can do. And I would say be genuine about what its purpose is. Like yeah. if the purpose is to like, hey, we'd really like to connect you with like a real agent. Um, right. Or we'd really like to send you more information on our like monthly subscription, whatever. Like say that and allow the person to either take advantage of that or not. Like if it's really going to be helpful, it has to help the user do what the user wants to do. Otherwise, yep. it's not. Otherwise, it's like it's not a helper. It's like it's Hal. Right. You've, you've just invented Hal, right. which you know. Sometimes I think that's called for, but um, not if you're trying to get people to consistently use your chatbot or trust your chatbot. Is that, is that yeah, sound yeah, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I think whatever you know, the 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 um, quality and the emotional resonance of the interaction you have spills over into your brand. So, you know, if, if, if I have an interaction with a chatbot and, and it's useful and I trust it, then that ups my level of appreciation and trust with the brand in general. So, you know, it may seem like a little thing, but I think it's, I think it's important. So, Guthrie, to summarize, yeah. I'm just going to pull these off the top of my head and see if I can remember them. Yeah. Uh, have it be useful. Have it meet the the human's expectations. Uh, give it a name and a visual uh, representation. Make sure the name and the visual representation and the conversation uh, are all consistent with the personality. Uh, and and make sure that whatever it does, it can do well and accurately. Yeah. Was there any, is that, is that kind of a good summary? Yeah. And just like you wouldn't hire someone to do customer service who was purposely a jerk all the time. Yeah. So, or like, or like, like who just did a bad job. Right. Right. So why hire, like why, why have why a chat bot a that's bot doing that? That's doing that. Yeah. That's 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 kind of it, right? Like, like w what's your best practice for customer service? Yeah, and then just apply that to, to the your, bot. To the bot. I, I don't think that's crazy, you know. 
if your if your customer service is friendly and um, helpful, kind of spunky, yeah. and you guys, you know, you guys sell soap, right? And so it's sort of like bubbly, and like that's just the personality of your company and your customer service and the way you orient to your customers. Great, lean into that. Have yeah. a weirdo chatbot. You know, that's great. If you're selling like life insurance, maybe you know, not so weirdo. Hi, <laughs> I got more dark jokes. Yeah, no, you could go really dark there. Let's just stop you right there before we get to hear what the what the uh, bad life insurance chatbot would say. Right, but you know, right, but but you do, you know, you do want something. You know, you want something respectful, and you know, not not. You, so, you, not like not like too serious but uh, sorry not too solemn but you know serious and like yeah. these are important decisions and i'm like i'm, I'm trustworthy you know yeah. like i'm not i'm not goofing around i'm not like yeah. being like a weirdo like right you know yeah. solid I do. and you know so that's you know so I do want do to, uh, again, uh, mention that everyone should go on to our website and interact with our Guthrie chatbot. And that, and Guthrie, to get to our website, what the would you do? Com. The TeamW.com. And if you have any um, comments on this, uh, this podcast episode, you can go to the chatbot at theteamw.com or you can just email us and what's the email address go three info at theteamw.com that sounds great um thanks everyone for listening guthrie thanks so much for this conversation uh i don't think i answered any of your questions and i'm sorry i i think you answered them just fine oh, so okay. no problem <laughs> all right talk talk later bye, bye. guys bye.